filled with water and I never wash it. How many weeks can I drink this without getting sick? Welcome to the Double Dippers podcast. We're buddies from college that want to dip into comic books, movies, our favorite TV shows, and a little thing called friendship. I'm Matt. Today we'll be hearing from Jared Cummings, Cosmo Riverelli, and Aziokowski. This is our first ep. We're still getting things figured out. We invite you to listen and enjoy the podcast. I I only read Batman because he gets the best writers in the biz. Who's your favorite then, Aziel? I didn't even know you were a DC fan. Like I love DC comics, and so I'm yeah, like, I was like so stoked to hear that. <laughs> who who is your favorite then? Yeah, so it started with me because in high school, one of my cross country teammates was like, "Oh, here's some comic books for your birthday," and I'm like, "What the hell?" I want no comic books. And, but it was Justice League and I was into the Justice League cartoon show. Did you guys ever watch that? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. What? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. We're students. Uh, Jared, I was telling yeah, before you I'm hopped a... on, I was like, we are students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to learn. I have, he got, I have he some got questions. He's got a name. He's changed his name to, to Riddler. Yeah, yeah, I just renamed oh, myself. Nice. Okay, wow. well, I'll change my name to my favorite. I don't even know how to do this. I use this all the time. I know how to raise my hand. (laughs) So Kaz, your favorite is uh, Batman for sure? Yeah, since since day one. You want me to change yours? Easy one. Oh no, but you can't change it for me. Batman's always been my my favorite hero. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Nightwing has? Or Batman. I put Nightwing because that's a the beat. Nightwing's amazing. Oh, yeah, I remember you dressed up like him. What's Martian Manhunter? John John's dude. He's the homie. He's yeah, my I don't favorite. Even know Martian Manhunter is. They try to revive him in comic books all the time, and it always tanks. You go to the same comic store I do. I had to specially request for the owner to bring in Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't have. Dang. Yeah, I I know. I man, yeah. I mean, when you go to comic shops, it's like not the most average thing you see is any kind of Martian Manhunter content. Mm. So that's pretty cool. I feel like in, in that old Justice League show, or not old. It's like you know our childhood or whatever. They always like every episode. They're always doing something to nerf Martian Manhunters so hard. He'd be like, he's like, he could basically do anything, you know. And they're like, all right, Martian Manhunter, you want to do this? And he's like, I got it. <laughs> he's like out for the rest of the episode. <laughs> so what's he all about? Like, what's his like? Is he a hero? His mo. Yeah. Yeah, he's a hero. Um, super his story has yeah. been evolving over time but um he's obviously from mars okay and all of the martians are just consumed in a fiery plague which in the latest comic it turns out that it's a fiery plague of the mind and it was an actual fire for a long time we thought it was actual fire but we find out that it's actually a plague of the mind that spread throughout the martian um empire and if you let it infect you you would literally melt whoa so that was in the latest uh series of martian manhunter it was so well done 
which is rare for Martian Manhunter. Normally it starts good and then turns total crap. This one started good, had some good stuff I didn't love, but overall ended well. So but, is that, like, um, was it that uh, one of your more favorite runs of him? Oh, it's my absolute favorite run of him, okay. of his. Um, but the thing with Martian Manhunter is he can read minds. That's what makes him unique. And he can connect oh, okay. minds. Oh, wow. So, connect minds? Yeah. So, and that's the Martian people could do that too, which is how the plague spreads because you can read people's minds. They don't talk with words. They communicate with their thoughts. Okay. And so, so that's how the plague spreads is because they're all able to hear each other's minds and they're trying to like block out the plague and the plague is just spreading from mind to mind. Wow. It's pretty so well you done. you connect other minds, you said? So like if you're a Martian Manhunter, you can like make me and Cosmo read each other's minds? Yeah, I could connect okay. you so you could communicate with each other's minds. Oh, that's cool. And not okay. have to use words. Okay. So that happened in the latest run of the of Batman series. I don't know if you're reading that with uh, dark, uh, dark Death Metal cause. I don't know no, if you're reading that series. I haven't gotten to Death Metal yet because I, I am like... Uh, I don't I don't have the first few uh issues of uh like heavy metal and stuff like the, yeah. the initial uh run like it was like after the new 52 when uh mm -hmm. Scott yeah Scott Snyder I always get Zach and Scott Snyder confused <laughs> yeah their last names two different people <laughs> they're two very different people <laughs> yeah they are is like a, a genius and Zach Snyder is okay <laughs> yeah. he might be listening you don't you don't know hey, this podcast has been sponsored by uh Zach <laughs> I love it. yeah did you okay correct me if i'm wrong aziel is uh part of the like the martian lore is that there's like a civil war within uh within mars right within like the the green and the white martians or whatever mm -hmm. and like there's just like this huge civil war that like like is like been like a constant or whatever and uh yeah. john's like comes to earth almost as like a, a refugee of that war isn't that is that is that true i i think so i can't remember okay. it's been so long and that's the thing is i also have the worst memory <laughs> with i have like i'll literally have to reread the issues of the current series that are out mm. Like that just happened with death metal where I was like, I don't remember anything. So I had to literally reread it yeah. <laughs> twice to keep up because there's too much time between them. Yeah. Sorry guys, TBI. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah. I think, I know there is a civil war and I know it's between the white and green, but I can't remember uh, if that's why he came down. I mean, that's the issue with DC too is they're always adjusting the storyline a bit. Yeah. And then they use the 52. Do you guys know about the 52? No. No. Oh, dang. Go, go hold the pin. You know what I'm saying? The DC grenade pin. So in DC, once upon a time, it was a big thing to discover that there was an alternate universe. Like, like oh, there's an alternate Earth out there. Mm. And it's like, oh, dang, there's a a second earth out there it's not just one it's two and it's like <laughs> oh freak there's four earths and then they just kind of pull the cat out of the bag and they're like no there's 52 52 oh. universes so is that the yeah. cap like it's for sure 52 and that's, that's where things in the latest series are kind of even 
It's, and I don't want to spoil it for cause, but yeah, it's like, oh, we thought it was only our reality of the 52 universes that are parallel. And then it turns out there's a dark, dark multiverse with the light 52 multiverse, but then it even goes a little further that, oh, it's not actually just our 52. And I, I think I just have to leave it there. But DC is kind of always just trying to like, you know, it's, it's, and that's the issue with the comics is there's always a bigger and better reality. And I wow. think that's why I get so tired of it sometimes. Cause I'm like, can you just not make it about the bigger and better reality? Which is why Batman can be so alluring to people or why I'm so drawn into Martian Manhunter. Mm. Cause Superman's the pretend plague hero. I'm like, come on, he's, he's not really plagued. He's the sexiest guy to ever walk on earth. He's super powerful. He's got the world handed to him and mm -hmm. he acts like he's a plague superhero. I'm like, no, Martian Manhunter is a plague superhero. Mm. His people were burned alive by a mind wow. disease. He's the only one left and he can read everyone's thoughts. Wow, that's baggage. That's why I think he's an untapped superhero because I'm like, I want to see a comic book writer who gets into like him, like Martian Manhunter, hearing people's thoughts and mm -hmm. kind of getting so enraged by it where he almost becomes a punisher, like anti-hero. That's what I want to mm -hmm. see a writer do with Martian Manhunter. That would be interesting. Yeah. I want to yeah. just read something real quick about Superman after you, after you said that, because I've been, okay. this isn't a spoiler, but I've been going through the comic you suggested. Yeah. Basically, it's been ripping on Justice League the whole time oh yeah for sure but this is what it, this is what he says about superman um so this isn't a spoiler he's like he remained in the air floating yet unwavering but i'd hurt him superman's weakness was just um eradicated rocks from the home planet i think he said that right what made him human was his desperate need to be liked and admired that patriotic suit and the big s on his chest weren't rooted in his superiority um, the manifestations of the guilt and self-doubt and the need of, for outside validation. I didn't blame him for his fragility. And they kind of tap into just, just like, he just wants attention, you know? Yeah. That's like white, white fragility almost. That's, I know. that's awesome. And that's the power of this guy writing, you know, from the black perspective, like giving mm -hmm. a voice to black superheroes that haven't really been tapped into. I was like, that's Dang. really cool. Did you buy that one, Cos? No, I, I I haven't gotten a chance to even find it. Like, wh where did where did you end up getting it, Matt? Did you? I, find it? Oh. Or yeah, I just went to a comic book shop, a uh, local one, okay. um, and they had it on the shelf of just like new, like incoming or recent arrivals, basically. And they, I think there's there's going to be five issues. Yeah, there is. Okay. So and our oh, ours has it too. Our comic shop. I'll have to try. So I don't know if they sold out. Okay. Were you saying that it's written from a black man and talking about some of the black heroes and stuff like that within DC or? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. It was written by the guy who wrote uh, 12 Years a Slave. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dang. It's awesome. No. No. Yeah. He won the Academy Award for Best Screenplay mm -hmm. for 12 wow. Years a Slave. Wow. So what's that yeah. comic called? Like what's the series and who's the author? It's the other history of the DC universe by okay. John Ridley. Okay. 
So mm. that's like one of your recommendations, Aziel? Yeah, and it's it's a, it's a new series. It's a new five uh, issue series. Okay. And it's uh, actually a long read, which I like about it because most of the comics are like 30 minute reads and that one's actually like, you know, I had several sittings to go through that. Yeah, I've been trying to savor it too because I know like yeah. the second one isn't out yet. But I like too, it's like, it focuses on um, not like intergalactic like justice and like, but it's just like their city is next to Metropolis and he's just like, we need to focus. There's problems here that we just need to and he's like a teacher and so he's yeah. like by day and then like like beating on the the gangs at night basically yeah yeah and the story is not even about his vigilantism it's about yeah. his story which is why i think watchmen was like considered the greatest comic of all time because it wasn't about the big bad guy it was about the characters and their mm -hmm. brokenness and i think that's why watchmen was just a you know a genre redefining book. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You like? Did you see the show they made on HBO about Watchmen? Yeah, I mean, that's drama in itself because the author never look at her. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Luna. Who's her favorite hey. DC character? She loves Wonder Woman. She she could she can name a bunch. Uh, she can name all the justice. I wish I had yeah a poster, but she she knows Wonder Woman, she knows Batman, she knows Superman, Green Lantern. That's awesome. That's good parenting. Teaching her well, <laughs> yeah. See, you see love. <laughs> I she hope to do that. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodnight to her real quick, and I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um. I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, uh, Watchmen, the TV show. So it doesn't oh, sound yeah. like the author gave his consent. Oh, Alan Moore, I mean, he's he he just does his own thing. And he refused to bless any outside work that added on to the storyline. And consequently, DC said, well, we're going to add tons of stuff to it now. So they've had several comic series. They did a movie that was horrible. The TV series was decent. My favorite um, spinoff, though, is what G uh, Jeff Johns, I think his name is. He just did a recent comic, a 12-issue series that was kind of a spinoff of that, where he finally connects the world of DC to Watchmen. Mm. So you get Justice League tied into the Watchmen series particularly Dr. Manhattan, but it's, it's, I think he does a great job kind of capturing the essence of his writing style. Interesting. That's a bummer they didn't give his consent. Yeah. I, I love that uh, HBO. So I read Watchmen for the first, I read it for the first time anticipating the show and then I uh -huh. watched the show and I thought they did a good job. Yeah. The visuals mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that it was after the fact and they were like doing some subtle nods to yeah. the comic but um what a bummer that <laughs> the author wasn't on board yeah but i mean that's kind of like george lucas right he refused right. to let anyone touch his stuff and then disney decided yeah. to do whatever they wanted and i know there's a yeah. lot of debate about seven eight nine <laughs> let alone the mandalorian with the last episode 
<laughs> I, I just binged it. So I, this is off topic, but I, I, I haven't had a chance to process it with anybody, but I binged. Has everyone seen it though? Cause I don't want to do any spoilers. Okay. Yeah, I, I can talk Mandalorian first, already. First and second se first season. And then I watched the last four episodes of Clone Wars of season six and the last four episodes of Clone Wars season seven. Stephen oh. Grauman recommended, he's like, it'll help you enter into season two. Yeah. So I didn't know about Ahsoka before yeah. Clone Wars. Wow. And then I enter season two and I'm just like, I know what the dark saber is. I know Bo-Katan. I, I know that, and I'm just like, and so when Sokatan just was like, you know, and you just, I was just freaking out, <laughs> screaming, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I have a question for you because I, I, I listened to that same podcast with yes. uh, Eden, and I noticed that he said the final episodes of season six and season seven did by any chance did you watch the last four episodes of season five? Um, no, should I? Yes, you okay, really should. Oh, wow. that, that gives some of the best context for Ahsoka's character, I think. I had to watch a couple like, um. I don't even know. They're like recaps of the Clone Wars. So like oh. I did like recaps of all the seasons mm -hmm. and then um, just some to try to get a grip on some of the language and history. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely want to go back and watch. I'll watch the season five last four episodes. But I also want to watch Rebels because I heard that's fantastic mm -hmm. too. Oh, it is? Yeah. I tried I to watch the first season and I kind of dipped off. I should give oh. it a chance again. I heard it gets better. I just recently started watching the Clone Wars because of Mandalorian, and I'm watching it in chronological order according to like StarWars.com. But so I'm like in season one, basically. I've seen a couple of episodes in two and three. So, I, I highly recommend for you, Matt, if you're wanting just like the highlights of some characters. The last, I honestly, I think miss, I think Stephen misspoke about the last four episodes oh. of season six. They're good. But the last four se four episodes of season five give is like some of the best storytelling okay. for Ahsoka, and it and it opens up. Well, I can't wait. It, it, like honestly, I think Clone Wars in general is some of the best Star Wars content out there. <laughs> it gives it a breath that I really appreciate. Yeah, it makes it makes the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Like, like so much better. You know? <laughs> so I, I I highly yeah. recommend. But if you're going for the highlights, last four episodes of season five. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. I think also. Um, uh, so, yeah, I make it after watching it. I was like, dude, I need more. And so I've just been like, I watched the prequels. Um, I watched the original. So the I watched the original or the episode four last night. Oh, the yeah. second time in my life. So I've only ever seen them once. And so I would say I've become a fan of Star Wars after watching the few episodes of Clone Wars, which is like, I don't know. I don't know why, but I just like, it's like a hunger. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I'd love to go back and watch Clone Wars like you did chronologically. Mm -hmm. um, but then, um, I don't know some of these other spin-off shows I'm pretty excited for and so yeah the Mandalorian's genius because it is like I'm like you Matt where I was like I liked Star Wars but I feel like that that has made me want to explore so much 
I rewatched the prequels. That was my second time, kind of like you watching episode four, watching the prequels ever, like outside of theaters when I, I was like a 10 year old. So I didn't remember the prequels yeah. at all. But I watched all three. Then I like I wanted to know the context, and then I started watching the Clone Wars. But I watched the prequels to prepare myself for the Clone Wars, so I know who the characters at least were. Uh-huh. So that was cool. Yeah. If you guys want to truly baptize your stuff in Clone Wars, <laughs> oh, hold on, bro, hold on, let me screenshot this. Is that this, is it? Is it just that volume or the whole run of it? This is volume nine. I'm saying the whole run. Okay. It's there is not a single comic series that I love more than this. Really? This dates the Clone Wars TV shows. This dates the Clone Wars. The cartoon show, if you remember that, that was done by one of my favorite cartoonists. I don't know how to say his name. It's so um, Western European and hard for me to say, or Eastern. Um, he did Samurai Jack and Dexter's Lab. Yeah. So he did the first mm-hmm. Star Wars Clone Wars run, but this is actually even yeah. before that. This is like the only thing I reread over and over again. Like books, comic books. This comic series is mind blowing. Do you okay. have all of them? And there is a character in here that, yes, I do. There's a character in here oh. that is like the Snape of the Jedi. <laughs> that like is he good or is he bad mm. and i wonder if this was kind of during the same time as snape but in, not only that but the, the the drawings is just so beautiful oh wow. that's a character uh-huh. that you're like is he good or is he bad he, and a lot of this the star wars nerds really want him to come into one of the tv series i'm sure he will disney is like going ham on yeah on all that stuff he is in the TV series. He's in Clone Wars. Pretty much like... I don't remember him. He's in there. Yeah, there's a series with him and Obi-Wan. And I think Asajj Ventress is hunting the two of them. So he is he is canon. Um, and actually, after the Clone Wars series, they have a book about Asajj Ventress and that guy. And they um, it's called Dark Disciple, I think. And they um, go on adventures and it uh, talks about what happens after Mm. uh, the fall of the Jedi Order. Because, well, um, you'll see what happens at the end of Clone Wars if you watch the series with Asajj Ventress. But um, um, she ends up joining forces with this dude. And so um, I don't don't even know the full story. Like, I haven't read it, but... uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure this, this author is the one who created him yeah i'm telling you man this series like of anything i've ever read i just like get so hooked okay look at yeah oh my goodness john ostrander that's the ostrander the star wars clone wars okay and it's so beautiful which is always nice when you're reading a comic that's really pretty to look at (laughs) the ugly ones yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, I, I forgot how we tangented into Star Wars. <laughs> uh, I, I think I, some, I, one of us brought up the Mandalorian. Um, yeah. Should we, oh, yeah, because we... controversial with Luke Skywalker being thrown in there. So half the people responded and they're like, praise God. And half the people were like, oh, my gosh, you're doing it again, Disney. What's wrong with you? Is it the animation that they are upset with? I, I feel like most no, people that I talk to are the character they're upset about in. CGI. Yeah, and the Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. No, bringing the character back mm-hmm. in. Like they can't break away from their staple characters. That's what people yeah. are arguing. Yeah, that's what I heard is that 
just the fact people want to see a universe outside of the Skywalkers, which I think is very fair because like that's what I like about the Clone Wars is all these characters and developing like these amazing stories that happen. It's like really has nothing to do with the Skywalkers. So I think that like them yeah. bringing Luke in kind of made people like, of course it was exciting, but then when people think back on it, it's like, dang it, like we almost had like this awesome story that didn't involve the Skywalker. So. It's just a cameo, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I think oh, yeah. I, Star Wars fans are some of the most nitpicky fans <laughs> ever, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, bro, like that moment made me cry watching. Oh, that I thought it was, scene. I thought it was great. You I see his that. X-wing come in. Yeah. <laughs> so the hand. Yeah. 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 I was, I was <laughs> butt naked. I got butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it happened. I'd look down and fully, fully naked. Well, for me, it wasn't like this. The ending scene, it wasn't about Luke at all. It was just like, he's the next yeah. aide, you know, but it was, yeah. it was really Mando and Grogu. Yeah. And I, like, I teared up when he took his helmet off. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I thought they did that well. Yeah. Well, that. And that moment had parallels to Luke and Vader. Yeah. Like, when Vader, you know, Vader like finally turns to the to the good side and and destroys the Emperor, and he's like, "I want to see you with my own eyes." And so he takes off his helmet, and it's like the same moment that Mando and Grogu are having, like father and son. And so mm, it's just yeah. like this beautiful parallel. Like I, I think they yeah. did beautiful parallels to yeah. character, but it's it's a new character, and we're seeing it yeah. told in a new way. Yeah, yeah my little kid came out only because we've never seen Luke in action with a lightsaber. And I don't care how bad the storyline is. If you put Luke with a lightsaber, I'm going to love everything about it because I've yeah. never seen Luke with a lightsaber. So I'm like, finally, someone does it. And that's yeah. what I was freaking out. I literally made Danielle rewatch that entire scene before we even finished the episode. <laughs> the minute I realized it was Luke because I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well it was insane too they they built up to um i don't even remember what they're called the, the these the super droids or whatever the dark yeah dark droids dark yeah troopers. and just like that rest that tussle that he had with mando and just i felt like the hopelessness and then he just like like butter <laughs> you know just like yeah and stay well and that. it was such a good reveal like you guys because they show the lightsaber and at that point you're like is that luke and then they show the hand and you're like oh my gosh it's, it's got to be luke and it's so cool yeah, when did awesome. you know it was luke this is for amy, everybody amy called it uh when she saw the x-wing she was like they were like one x-wing that's all you got and she yeah. was like it's luke and i'm like <laughs> you know and yeah. then it took me until like because I, I was like Maybe they're going, they want us to think it's Luke, but I like, I like get my hopes up just yet. So I was like waiting and waiting and waiting. And then when I saw the glove, I was like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I kept thinking it was Ahsoka. Oh. I was like, why aren't the sabers white? Like, is she deciding she wants to be a Jedi? Yeah. So I just couldn't get out. I didn't guess it was Luke at all. So I was just completely flabbergasted when I saw him because. I was so focused on Ahsoka mm. that like, yeah. I was just like, I thought they were gonna make like it about her. I yeah, I incredible. thought it was Luke when he was communicating, when Grogu was communicating in episode six, I was like wondering if he was talking to Luke. So then when I saw the X-Wing, I was the same thing. I was like, 
I was like, who else could that be? Like, I, I thought it was Luke for sure. That was one of my favorite too. Like the bean goes up and it's just like, who's going to come, you know, who's going to show up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was like, people were thinking Mace Windu would show up. Some people- <laughs> I was hoping, I was hoping, honestly. It wild. But, was he dead at that time? I mean, we, yes. Oh, this, is there? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, if he gets resurrected, right? Is there anything that's shown that he's been resurrected after Sidious? Technically, no. So we haven't seen anything canon-wise that he is still alive. Yeah. Okay. Guys, he is because everyone in the universe, in the Star Wars universe, that has fallen, is not dead. <laughs> apparently, so yeah. you'll 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 discover that as you wa- continue to watch Clone Wars, you'll see some characters that yeah. you may have previously thought were dead yeah. that aren't. So I mean, I definitely know of one because of the Solo movie, like because they. So I do know that. Yeah. Which one was that again? Which, my memory is bad. Yeah. I don't remember so. Long. I think I know what you're going to say, but I don't Are you okay? Say if you say show Darth yeah, Maul. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I, oh, thought, yeah. I thought Darth yeah. Maul might make an appearance. Yeah. I was like, does yeah. Darth Maul come in? <laughs> I, I mean, after I saw the lightsaber, I was like, no. But <laughs> but see, I don't I don't mind the same good guys. I mind the same bad guys because I want this. That's where I want the story to evolve. And that's mm. honestly why I hated nine because I wanted it to yeah. graduate beyond Sidious. Mm. And when I went back to him, I'm like, I like wanted to get up out of the movie, but Danielle just wanted to see the two of them kiss. And she just would not <laughs> let me be angry. You were gonna leave? She was literally, yeah, I wanted to. And she's like, no, they need to kiss. And I'm like, babe, they're not gonna kiss. And that's all she wanted, all three movies. And then they kissed and she was like, I'm gonna cry. And I'm like, this is all you care about is the romance. <laughs> <laughs> I was so angry. I, yeah, Sidious made me so angry. I don't know how y'all felt about nine. I know that one's controversial too. It has moments. I just I like the I think the inconsistency in directors. It just felt like the I, I mean mm-hmm. this is an, like they were trying to undo things, and like whereas who was the the director of the second one? It was J.J. Abrams and it was Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Like it felt yeah, it was like JJ Johnson was trying to solve all the mysteries that JJ Abrams like planted, and you know, mm, yeah, and then it felt like JJ Abrams was just trying to undo everything Ryan Johnson did, and I was like, dang it, yeah, don't be brass. <laughs> and I actually hated seven and nine, and I loved eight, which I know I'm like really? the only person I, who feels that way. I liked I like seven and eight. I liked eight. Yeah, I like all. I three. loved eight. <laughs> see and i love it this is like (laughs) such a controversial yeah series cosmo i want to hear your thoughts so you like you like nine i do yeah i mean of course i think that there's plenty of flaws and things like that um i think that there's just a lot of moments in it that like pay off really well i think within the series and like Mm. um, i i you know i i mean i i kind of feel similarly about palpatine but like I don't know. I, I kind of watch movies maybe in a different way than other people do. I just like, I, I really put myself in the movie and just like, yeah, um, and I just like take it for what it is kind of thing. Yeah. And so given that that is the story that was presented, I think mm. it was cool. And I, 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 there's particular things that I liked, um, like just how um, Kylo Ren and Ben Solo, like his his character arc is like honestly one of my favorites in all of Star Wars. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I think I, I think even there are some inconsistencies between eight and nine, specifically with Ray and like her lineage and stuff like that. But I think ultimately what both directors were trying to say is that it doesn't matter what, what your lineage is, you can still like choose into being somebody yeah. who is like good, you know, and like selfless and stuff like that. And mm. so um, it, with Ryan Johnson, it was like, you can be a nobody, nobody. and yep. be good. And yeah, it was like you can be the ultimate evil. You could come from the ultimate evil and mm. yet still do great things and still be really good. And like she, like I mean, she sacrificed her life, you know, to sort of take mm. out big bad. Um, and so, I, just like themes like that, I, like yeah. really resonate with me and really speak to me. Um, and then you know, there's like moments within Nine that are just like absolute mm. tear jerkers for me. So yeah, stuff like that. yeah, wow. I like I get Kylo's it? change too. Oh, sorry, Jared, for interrupting. Oh no, no, you can talk about Kylo. When they're at, when him and Ray are on the ship fighting, and there's that moment where it like I don't even fully remember it, but I remember it was like, oh, he's there's a shift in him, you know. And I was like, I believe mm -hmm. that. Yeah. yeah, and they did that very well. Yeah, they yeah. did that very well. Yeah, he he was the highlight for me of the sequel trilogy. Kylo. Kylo Ren. Oh yeah. yeah, I loved his character, especially in the, even in the first one. I just loved. I liked how he's just a brat. Like it's so good. Yeah. I, I wish they would have kept him. I wish. I mean, I don't know if this. I'm sure I didn't make up this argument, but like, I wish um, Ray would have died, and Kylo mm -hmm. would have just lived like the Apostle Paul. Like, whoa, mm. he doesn't deserve to live, but he lives this life of suffering. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's going out in the galaxy, wandering, trying to do good. Yeah. yeah, and he has to yeah. carry this burden. I would, I would, I was like, oh, I would love that. I'd love to yeah. watch that. That would be crazy. That I've never heard people say that. You know, like mm -hmm. everyone that I've talked to is like, he had to die. You know, <laughs> like mm -hmm. he's done so many bad things. Like he had to die. So that that's a cool yeah. idea. Like, if he had, if he had lived, you know, redemption. That would have made yeah. everyone weep. Yeah. Is it? Can but, I get uh, my thoughts on nine? Like, because. Yeah. Cause I loved seven and eight, like just as a movie. And I came into watching this like more just like as like, just a movie, like trying to enjoy the ride. And, but what I didn't like about nine and I hear you're saying Cosmo and I think it like, I think it's like with plots, like it, I did like a lot of the themes and stuff but I just like felt that like every time they tried to like give you an emotional moment of like Chewbacca's dead. Oh no, he's not. And then another character's dead. And so it was really hard for me to be super invested cause it didn't feel like that they it just felt like they were trying to make these big emotional stakes and especially what bothered me probably the most with that was that c3po and they're like they make this huge deal and erase his memory then at the end of the movie it's like oh never mind it's back and i don't like that because i just think it's like like i don't know i felt like it would have been cool kind of what even what matt was saying with kylo ren and ray like it didn't feel like they took any risks as like a movie with plot just like oh we got to keep all the heroes alive but we're gonna they're gonna try to save their lives or to sacrifice their lives for the universe but they're actually none of them are actually going to sacrifice their lives they're just they'll all be okay so i didn't really like that mm -hmm. as like storytelling i think it would have been cool if like they actually made sacrifices that makes sense i i think i i agree with the thing with chewbacca and mm -hmm. uh, and 3po2 i mean i think one of the i think one of the things that's just interesting about the movie is that like there is like a really big sacrifice with Leia, but mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like, 
I, it's just it's just weird because of how it was filmed because yeah, yeah. had already been dead and so we knew that like like we knew that she's not going to make it you know what i mean they can't just like keep that character going or whatever mm -hmm. and so um i think the reality like what was happening in real life um made made some of the storytelling have to shift a bit and it, to me it like um yeah i mean that, that is a big sacrifice within the movie that we see like leia basically yeah. like giving her final life force to like get kylo ren to become ben solo again but hmm. uh, it's it's kind of overshadowed by what was happening in real life you know exactly. like, yeah it changed the impact yeah 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 and that's yeah. a bummer because i heard that it was supposed to be kind of like leia's movie like the first one was um mm. han and then luke and then the third one's supposed to be leia and so it's, it's a bummer that they but and you can like see kind of the cracks of them trying to put her in and i think they should have just like had her not be in the movie and found a way to so but yeah that, that was kind of a bummer yeah but I don't know. I know yeah. what you're saying. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's the same. Like Danielle knows that I love movies if someone dies <laughs> or if they kill oh, multiple yeah. people. I think that's, it's like, I love the one, sacrifice aspect. Everyone dies, you know? Yeah. Which one? I, I love oh, it. Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. But I, for me, I think I just, and I think maybe it's, and it's going back to comic books, maybe it's seeing the same like, like tropes like carbon copied over and over again that like mm. I don't I've become so like rigid when I see it happening again and I think that's why Star Wars made me ultimately so angry and I think that's why eight made me extremely excited because I thought they were going to kind of tear away from that standard yeah. you know storyline that they had and then just going back to it that's why I like I couldn't appreciate anything else because I was just like you brought him back. And so my brain just turned off. <laughs> and I just became a hater the rest of the, the movie. He just blacks out. <laughs> I just, I literally blacked out. That happened seven a little bit, but I was still geeking out that it was, you know, a newer generation. Mm -hmm. And eight got me so excited. So I think that's why nine was such a letdown. Mm -hmm. Because it was kind of following the same structure that they had done before. And I was just like, mm -hmm. Ugh. Is and that I think why that's why like seven? Yeah. Okay. Because seven was like to Same. me a carbon copy of four. So, okay. Yeah, know? I hear that a lot. Okay. And and six felt the same way about, you know, um with nine. There's just it felt like a lot of overlap to me. And even eight and five seem to have some overlap with like, you know, you don't know where things are going and they have this major letdown. But I felt like eight was kind of going off in its own way because it was like the Jedi have to die kind of storyline, like mm -hmm. storyline. And I was hopeful that they were going to kind of rebrand the idea of the force mm -hmm. and who the Jedi are. And that's what I was hoping for that it was going to become about rebranding, you know, who the Jedi are, or maybe that the Jedi were a dying, you know, breed and that they're the, that the force needed to evolve, like how individuals engage the force and maybe even allowing love to be like something that is like actually makes the force more powerful, mm -hmm. you know, and that the monkish ways of the Jedi weren't necessarily the best way to go about it. I yeah. think, I think you should watch the Clone Wars. 
Have you I, not seen I've it? seen them, but I forgot them. That's my okay. issue. Oh, okay. And I, I know I remember loving them. I the beginning was slow for me, but I remember loving it. But my issue is I always forget. Yeah. I th- even if you watch some of the final seasons of it, I think that mm-hmm. that's some of the beauty that specifically Ahsoka's character brings out. Is, yeah. Um, like and and the turn of Anakin Skywalker is like mm-hmm. the Clone Wars really show the flaws of the Jedi Order and and I think stuff comes back in episode eight and in episode Mm -hmm. nine in the ways that they Mm -hmm. have changed and have evolved like the way that Luke interacts with Rey Mm -hmm. on eight Mm -hmm. that's what I loved about eight yeah yeah Yeah. because it's like like you're seeing that Luke is also recognizing the brokenness within the Jedi Order, that it wasn't all perfect or anything like that, that the good side was also flawed in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, there's great not, areas. Not necessarily like the force itself was flawed, but the way that the people- The Jedi Order. Used yeah. the force, yeah, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't wa- rewatch the whole Clone Wars series when Disney Plus released theirs. I just, I just wanted to watch because I was just so excited. I only watched the final season mm-hmm. and I, I just thought to myself, oh my gosh, this is the best season yet. Yeah, but well, I, I ironically don't remember anything before it except the major <laughs> characters. <laughs> I love that they, they humanize the clones more. And it, like, mm-hmm. so when Execute Order, what is it, 66 happened? Like, I was just like, oh, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, heartbreaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm totally different oh so yeah. good yeah um of- i know this was oh what are you gonna say cosmo let's talk about batman i'm just kidding go ahead okay i was gonna say i know this is supposed to be about batman but since we've been, ta- been about we've been talking about star wars so much i wanted to ask you guys like since you guys love the star wars you know different stories what would be your hope so disney announced like a billion different new star wars stories and things like that what's like Kind of your hope for the future of Star Wars? Like, what would be a story that you really want to see in the Star Wars universe? I honestly, uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi series that they're coming out with is like I'm thrilled. I'm yeah. thrilled. It's like such a dream come true. Like, yeah, Ian McGregor and Hayden Christensen come. I'm back. so excited to yeah, see. What does that even mean with Hayden Christensen? He he will be Darth Vader. Like he's not gonna be, he's not gonna be uh, Anakin. Annie, he, yeah. But he's all like morphed up, so they're just gonna have his face all coming, Annie. correct. Yeah. I, like I mean, he'll probably wear yeah. the helmet. He'll probably don the helmet and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Like I don't know what we'll see exactly, but the but way that branding it is, they they have said it will be the. Uh, what are they saying? The rematch of the century or the rematch of the galaxy? I'm like, are we gonna get? They're to gonna see like fight each other again? I'm like, oh, I can't wait because it's like their, their saber scene was so good. Yeah, with ba- uh, battle of the heroes and the background sync, uh, you know, like the music mm, is so good. Wow. I just I can't wait to see the Obi Wan show, um, and I'm also really excited for the Ahsoka show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a dream of mine would be to see. Um, and I know that they're doing this, they're doing like some old Republic stuff, um, but to make uh, Darth Revan, who is in the uh, Knights of the Old Republic, if they made him canon again, um, that would be amazing. Cause like even in the Mandalorian, sorry, I, I'm like straight- Go for it. it. No, this is what we wanted. But they have been, 
they have been doing all these things that tie back to that game and that era. So like the crate dragon was a was a boss in Knights of the Old Republic, and the the pearl mm. that the the sand people lift up of their heads like yeah. that's literally from that game. Um, wow. And and like just like there's like these subtle things, but they all are pointing back to that video game, and so. I would love to see some of the old Republic stuff or they're calling it the high Republic. Mm. Um, like what Disney is putting out right now with that to see Darth Revan actually come back and, and have a story arc within like live action. That would be a dream come true for me. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And so who's Darth Revan? I only ever read stuff within the Canon or yeah. like within the, I forgot what it's called. Like the original six episode series. Mm -hmm. yeah I so forgot he, what they call that he is um i mean it used to be canon but it was it was the the knights of the old republic was the, the mm -hmm. game. um and i mean i don't know if any of you guys have played it or are going to play it um i've heard much about it yeah so you're basically you you are um this like the game starts and you're just like kind of this person and you don't really know who you are like your memory has been um, erased somehow and stuff like that and as the game is progressing you begin to realize that you actually and you're you're, you're trying to fight this big sith lord um, named darth malik um, and by the end of the game it's one of those games it was like very much at the time where it's like you kind of choose your path whether you're good or you're bad mm. you know based on your decisions within the game um, but by the end of the game you're fighting darth malik and uh he you, you're starting to realize that he had an apprentice named Darth Revan the whole time who was um like I think he used to be a Jedi but then went to the Sith um needless to say this dude ends up um you end up being Darth Revan by the end of the game oh you don't, whoa Dang. It's a huge twist in the video game and you're like <laughs> what you know so I, I would love to see them bring him into it because i mean his story is just like really cool really tragic and so um he, he just and he looks cool like kylo ren's helmet is based off of darth revan's helmet so just like google him you'll see it it's revan yeah mm. i would love to see that that's 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 the thing for me that's cool yeah i just want good character development yeah I think if there was one character that I'd love to see have his own show, it'd be Quinlan Vos. And I'd love to see it. Who? In the Clone Wars, the guy I showed you a photo of. Oh, okay. Yeah, to see him like have his own series within the Clone Wars, which I know would be an epic uh, undertaking because a lot of the characters, you know, like interweaving him with people like Samuel L. Jackson, or no, sorry, yeah, you know, trying to get him on. Um, I just think it would be a lot of effort and I don't know if they'd be mm. able to do that, but it'd be cool to see that happen. Yeah. But yeah, I'm all about character development, which is why for comics, like a comic wins me over if it's all about the character development yeah. and not the bad guy. The minute the comic becomes about the bad guy, that's when I don't like it. So you don't like development with the character of the bad guy or... Oh no, I so and I do like the character development of bad guys, but I don't like it where it's all about, you know, the struggle between good and evil. Okay. Like I think why, you know, the Dark Knight series works so well with Christopher Nolan 
with the Joker is because it was more about his character than it was about Batman himself. Mm. And I think it was like character development, like really getting into the brain of the Joker. And that's why I think everyone was just so in love with it because it was really good character development. And that's what I, I go head over heels for good character development. And that's probably because comics, you know, sci-fi films, they're not my favorite genre. I actually like really, you know, dramatic, like I love dramas and I really like, you know, heavy dramas. So I love when that transfers over into the world of sci-fi mm-hmm. and, you know, superheroes. Um, so what you, going back to Batman, what's your guys like favorite, like what Batman run of comics would you guys each recommend? Like, because I read one this summer for the first time. It was The Long Halloween. Ooh, I was going to say that one. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Besides that. <laughs> so that's a good one, The Long Halloween? Yeah, because okay. yeah, it's a whole series, and it's one of the few series yeah. that's a long run that's really well done. That's so funny. Because yeah. it's not always really well done when it has long runs. Oh, interesting. I also, I love Long Halloween, too, because they, they like highlight a bunch of different villains throughout it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, Batman's look in that is just so cool. Yeah, Tim Sale, come on, such a good artist. Oh my yeah. gosh! Oh, so good. And I, I, I love to. Um, it's very something I love about Long Halloween is that it, uh, it, it, it goes back to some of the roots of Batman and that he is a detective, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's very much a, a detective story. He's like trying to solve the case rather than just like a beat him up or yeah. like a, uh, an invincible Batman. Like it's a noir. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, it is. It's a, it's a noir yeah. comic. Yeah. It's like all just a mystery, very dark mystery. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So I've, so I've read all the Batmans that you, that you, you want me to read then. Uh, <laughs> yep. All of them. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Miller was also considered like, you know, what. Uh, um, I think his name is Alan Moore was like with Watchmen and comics in general, Frank Miller was to Batman. So, you know, he has his Batman and that's like considered anyone who knows Batman, like me saying this, they're like, yeah, that's old news. You know, all the Frank Miller, like original comic runs, like Batman year one, then they have Batman Superman and Frank Miller keeps trying to catch the cow. And the more he keeps writing Batman, I feel like the worse it gets. But his earliest stuff is really good on the Batman. Yeah, he did. He did the Dark Knight Returns, which is heavily mm-hmm. what Batman versus Superman was based off of. Like that Batman depiction was mm-hmm. based off of Frank Miller's. Um, he he. Most Batman fans really uh, acknowledge him as one of the best authors. Um, that that comic, The Dark Knight Returns, is what got me into comics. Um, but looking back on it, it's not my favorite Batman, but it is a very well-written comic, um, but okay. not yeah. a depiction of Batman, but it's still very, a good, a, a well-written thing, so. Yeah, and I like your one better than that one. Me too. But it's good. Um, and then Brian Azzarello, I mean, I don't, there's nothing that stands out about him, but if you want some really edgy Batman stuff, he's also someone that will write an unusual take on Batman. So people mm-hmm. like reading stuff that Brian Azzarello produces. He also did a team up with Frank Miller recently, like, you know, five years ago. And I think that had pretty big fanfare. 
and I, I enjoyed it as a, a read. Yeah. I think Oh, go ahead, Kaz. Um, to answer your question, Jared, I think my favorite run of Batman is actually Scott Snyder's, um, which oh. is, is the new 52 run of Batman. Um, and so that was a time within DC universe that like all of the comics were being like reset. Um, and Batman kind of had like a soft reset. Um, yeah. And that wasn't like they're reimagining his origin or anything like that, but um, it was a new a new take on him and stuff like that. And what is I like about his, what was that? Oh, no, no. Is it like an origin or is it like a, like, but it kind of resets it is what yeah. you're saying. So it, yeah, I think soft reset's a good way to phrase it. Okay. Yeah. yeah so it's not an origin by like any, that, but it's reset. like a new, a new direction that they take with him, but there's still okay. characters that you've seen throughout Batman's history in this universe. So like Nightwing and Red Hood, all these characters are still in it. And the author just assumes that you know who they are, mm-hmm. which yeah. is like wow. not entirely helpful if you are a completely new reader, but it's it, it doesn't take a long time to like catch up sort of thing. So I yeah. think it's a good starting place. Um, but yeah. I think his storytelling is so good because he, um, I like. he starts, the first arc is with a, a completely new villain um, that, uh, that you've never seen in the universe before mm. and he the the thing i love about scott snyder and like just tr- that's true about batman comics is he, his like relationship with gotham city like gotham is its own character um and this new villain uh this new antagonist is like a villain that has um been around longer than batman and has been around gotham city for like oh. it's its beginning and so um, you kind of see the, 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 the battle of, uh, you know, like them butting heads. Um, and then the third volume, you see the return of Joker from a long hiatus within the comics and it's oh, incredible. Cool. Um, and then Scott Snyder goes into not an origin, but it's called zero year. And it like goes before, um, it, 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 I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like it's it's kind of like year one, like Frank Miller's year one, but it's like a new take on it, and I think it's really cool. Um, and then it, it just keeps going from there. And I think it's it's one of my favorite runs of Batman ever. They talk a lot about his the relationship with him and Gotham City. They talk a lot about his relationship with the Joker. They talk a lot about um, Bruce Wayne and sort of uh, the death of Bruce Wayne and the birth mm-hmm. of Batman. So just some really, really cool stuff there. I highly recommend that. Okay, that sounds awesome. And he introduces some good novel villains, which a lot of the comics will just revisit them all the time, mm-hmm. rather than creating like a new villain that's worth like, that actually makes you want to read, you know? Because, you know, a, a good villain is just as good as the hero themselves. And it's rare to get that. And he's introduced, you know, like the Court of Owls. I was just really impressed with that. Mm-hmm. Um, which if you guys read it, you'll know um, what that is. But yeah, I thought he was great. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think kind of like Frank Miller, I think he's kind of losing his mojo as he keeps stretching the dollar with, you know, these big characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I wasn't in love with the, the metal series and I'm curious how I'll like the ending of death metal, but that makes sense. I haven't read it, mm-hmm. so that's helpful to know. Yeah, I'm curious what you'll think. 
Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't read the same to me as his Batman series. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's like bigger scale stuff. And so that's probably why it loses a little bit of, because like, I mean, even Scott Snyder had some stuff before New 52 as well that I highly mm-hmm. recommend. I think Black Mirror is one of his introductions to Batman. And that was, actually, I think that was during the time that Dick Grayson is Batman instead of Bruce Wayne. Guys, the, the Batman lore is deep. He gets all the best writers. Everyone yeah. wants to get their hands on Batman. Everyone yeah. wants their hands on Batman. I like that he's just like a grounded character too. It's just mm-hmm. like in a city, there's villains, but he's like not, well, maybe in some of the, but he doesn't go to space or he doesn't like, so I just, I like that he's just, there's some relatability to him. Yeah. Well, and that's when when the authors are trying to keep him grounded, that's when it's good. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, he's human. He can't yeah. go to space and keep up with these like super villains like Thanos, you know, like, you know, I'm it's a completely different series, obviously, but like, you know, DC has their Thanos and bigger than Thanos, bigger, bigger, bigger than Thanos, bigger, 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 bigger. And it's like, I don't like when the authors just try to like stretch Batman beyond what he is you know yeah he's he's a neighborhood you know baddie that you know goes in and fixes things and i don't like when they put him in you know this super get up that's like oh he can suddenly take on the universe i like him when he's just in his own neighborhood Mm -hmm. um jared i know you have to go in a little bit but jared has a little trivia for you uh yeah so to be honest (laughs) It's not. I love this. I so looked we'll it up. The test. Oh yeah, I looked it up I'll online. Fail, so my memory is so bad. Yeah, the <laughs> questions might be super easy, but I don't know because I'm not like a bat. What do they call them? Bat heads? Like what? What would you call a people who love someone is, who loves Batman? Yeah. What is a, a bat? Batman? I don't know. Batman. Batman. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a bat head or a bat, bat. A, bat a Batman. Bat boy. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so I'll ask yeah, you guys some questions. So maybe I'll behave. No, you yeah. can say what you want. You know. No, I'm not, not right now. <laughs> I'll edit it out. Okay. I'll bleep it. <laughs> so I found this on um, usefultrivia.com. It's got multiple choice. This is what we'll do though is that just to make it simple, I'll go back and forth and ask each of you like a question. If you can do it without multiple choice, I'll give you, yeah, I don't know, I'll give you two points. And if you need, if you need the multiple choice answer, he'll give them to you. And then if, you and get if we it wrong, steal someone's? Yeah, if you get it wrong, then the next person can steal it. It's just Wait, between, Jared? what? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was gonna say it's between Cosmo and Aziel, but what, um, what were you gonna say, Matt? I was gonna say, I'd like to participate as well. Oh yeah. Um, not anticipating I'll get a high score, but if we if we keep doing this or do more, I'd love to just show a progression of bat knowledge. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna keep having Batman is, discussions. I, I don't oh, know. And quick, quick plug before quick, I forget. Get the plug. I'm pretty sure the newest Batman is gonna have the villain Hush. There's a comic series. I remember liking it. I read it back in high school. I think. I'm gonna reread it because I know I have it in my comic mess somewhere, but I I think some of the nerds think that Hush is gonna be one of the bad guys. So if you wanted to kind of prep for the new movie, that might be one you want to read. Okay, cool. It's a cool yeah. one. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So we'll start with Cosmo, just because yeah. So 
Um, okay, so what this is that? Wait, wait, this is bad trivia with uh Jerry Cummings, dude. <laughs> bad trivia, I with Jerry Cummings. I love trivia. Buddies, like, if we keep doing stuff like this, I'm gonna come up with more games, and if I have more time, I'll like make my own. But I'd look this up. Okay, so what supervillain once broke Batman's back, leaving him crippled and wheelchair bound? That's so basic. Is yeah. that basic? Wait, I think I know basic. it. Wait, I think I know it. Let me write it down. You're going to give me the hardest one now. No, I was going to give you one that I think would be the easiest, to be honest. Um, but, okay. So, wait, Matt, Cos you think so? Cosmo, you for sure know it? I think I know it. Okay. So, for sure. You know, okay. So, should we have Matt guess first then, since you know I'll, for sure? I'll type it to you privately so you know that I know the Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know if I spelled it. I don't know if I spelled the name right. And I'm just and this. My guess is. Uh, did you type it, Cosmo? Yeah. So I, I know Cosmo. My guess is Bane. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Bane. So here, let me let let me press Chris it. Pernal so it's Bane. it's gonna give us a. Um, you hear that? Or no, maybe it's just me that hears it. It gave me a ding ding. Um, it was alluded to in the third Batman movie with Christopher Nolan. They alluded oh, it? to it, but they didn't make it so obvious. Yeah. That's what happened. Uh, what, what break, okay, uh, so you want an easy question? This is what is probably. Um, yeah, I need to if I'm going to keep up with him because I know he's going to win. Okay. All right. My memory, I told you. All right. Well, for so, one, baby. Okay, so what were the names of Bruce Wayne's parents? Oh, shoot. See you again. <laughs> Martha, you need... Martha, and I want to say. <laughs> I should know the dad. The <laughs> I don't do this. I can't. I can't think under pressure, man. This is I got awesome. my answer. And it should the dad should be the most obvious because he's like yeah. in a lot of story arcs too, because now he's becoming a possible source of conflict. I don't remember dad. Ken. Hmm. I don't remember. Okay. You say, um, no, that's probably Superman's parents. Wait, 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 wait. Matt, who do you Mark think it is? Okay, well, now that, that makes me want to change my answer. Because so, cause I didn't think about, like, they may have dropped his name. I'm trying to think of, like, the movie The Joker, too, because I'm, I'm pretty yeah, sure they say his name. And yeah, so my original guess was they do. Ab Abner and Gretel. Wait, did you list the options? Batman series. No, I didn't. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't. I didn't. Guess just... Bob. Abner Bruce, and Bruce, Bruce yeah. Wayne Sr. and Patricia. Yeah. No. So Aziel got Aziel got the mom right. I can't list the answers now because the mom because the mom is in there. Um and they're all different names, but um but Cosmo did get it correct. So Cosmo, what is it? Thomas and Martha Wayne. Thomas Frick. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> never, I never would have got TW. Yeah, well, let's see. There, see maybe couple. I got some like mama issues, and that's why I only remember Martha. I'm like, you know, gotta work through some stuff. <laughs> okay, Do some of these I think Martha? will be better than others. Okay, all right, Cosmo. So, who is credited with creating Batman? Bob Kane. I knew that one. See, you give Bob. him all the easy words. All right, maybe this one's gonna be easy. I know that. Well, I get Bob Kane, that's correct. Part of every Batman comic, you know. Yeah, I didn't know that. Created okay. by Bob. Bob oh, Kane. is it? Okay, that's why it's pretty easy. Okay, yeah, this is probably like not for people like you. Maybe next time I'll try to find really hard ones. Um, okay. All right, Azul, you ready? You say they're easy, so <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> okay, what Batman villain formerly worked as a zoologist? Oh, I know um, this one. Zoologist. 
formerly worked as a zoologist. Oh, you give him, you give me all the hard ones. Um, I'm trying to just take a pick. Out I could of give all you the, the baddies the options too, but no, don't give me options because okay. we got to do pure guesses right here. Yeah, no baby um, for easy. I have a quick clarifying question. Yes, it, I will have no clarifying answers because I'm re just looking at the website. But yes, what's your clarifying question? <laughs> I don't know if this will give it away, though. I'm going to say poison ivy before he does that because okay. I think it's so closely related. But I still think I'm wrong. I don't okay. remember his name, but I read The White Knight and um, th this guy, he looked like a puppet. Like um, He's a puppet? The Puppet Master. Right? Isn't that, that his name? name? Yeah, I think is, it's a puppet. Is he Teen Titans? Is that a Teen Titans character? No, no, but he's like a puppet. But I feel like if any dude was to work there at a zoo. I wonder if like it was. I want to change my answer to the scarecrow because he's a psychologist and it would make sense that. Hey, what are you going to lock it in? Yeah. What, 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 what are you going to lock it in as? And then I don't know what the heck Matt Hatter did in his life. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go, go easy. I'm going to go penguin. Penguin, that's too. That's too basic. Penguins. Hey, but maybe uh, it's basic. Snob. No. Penguin or the You'll lock it in. What do you? Uh, who is it? Uh, I'm gonna go with poison ivy. Okay, that is one of the answers. So let me click it. Oh no, it's wrong. It gave me an XX. Is so, it? Is it Selena Kyle? No, it's not on there. Is it penguin? You want to try penguin? Okay, yeah, Matt says penguin. That's wrong too. Okay, there, there's two. But is Catwoman on there? He was talking about Catwoman. No, Catwoman's not. Okay, is is, uh, is Scarecrow on there then? That would be my second choice. No, dang, no. What are the other two? Okay, let me tell. You. So the other two is Killer Croc and Man Bat. Oh. I didn't know. I well, it have to be Man Bat because Killer Croc was from the streets. So who's Man Bat all about? Okay, so let's try Never it. Heard of Man yeah, it's Man Bat. So, okay, so want me to read you the, the trivia it just gave me when I clicked yeah. it? So it said, scientist Kirk Langstrom was employed as a zoologist at the Gotham City Zoo where he experimented with bat mut mutant genes. Nobody to, cares about Man Bat. You give me the hard replicate one. No one gives creatures a crap about life. Man <laughs> He tested the serum on himself <laughs> and then he transformed like into the vicious... Guy. That's so funny because it's the opposite of Batman. Like, who exactly. hates yourself? That's why no one Bro, cares. about to change your name. To, from Dude, it's like what? It's, it's like if I was if I was the villain for you, Aziel, and I'm like, call me Koski Aziel. You know, like, like what <laughs> <Exactly>. the heck? <laughs> uh, yeah, or you'd be Mister Quiet if you were my bad guy, <laughs> like my opposite. Okay, maybe a couple more that, that I do got to go, but I, I am having a, such a fun time, though. Um, okay, so Cosmo, what year was the character of Robin first introduced? Whoa. It's a uh, year? That sounds like a fun one. That's a hard one. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I got my answer. And then I'm, I can, oh, yeah. I'm going to guess 1942. I would have guessed okay. 40s as well. Uh, I said 1972. 72? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'll tell you that, that 1942 is not one of the, yeah, it's not one of the answers, but I can give you, I'd be curious to give you guys the four options because they're all kind of like, yeah, they're all very. Should we all just type in our answers to you? 
Yeah, before I give you the options or when I give no, you the give options. No, give the options and okay. then we'll type So it it's 1940, 1950, 1960, and 1970. Very easy. So 40, 50, 60, 70. Okay. Did I so, chat it to everybody? No. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Settle down there, man bat. Okay, I found the right <laughs> answer. Um, all right, so let's see. Who all gave me? I'm going to see what everyone said. Oh, my Zoom is getting some technical difficulties here. Okay. Um, all right. So, who's main bat? Oh, Aziel. Aziel got it correct. He guessed 1940, and that is correct. 1950 Ooh, is not wow. correct. Wow. Yeah. I guess 50. Yeah. Here, let me look through this. I'll ask one more. I'll look. I'll maybe I'll save some for next time if. You all know who is the supposed, I believe I know this to be true. I don't know if it is, but do you know the supposed first superhero? No. Is it is it not Superman? Because I was it is I, Superman. Okay. Oops. I've I've heard, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that it's written by uh it was he was written by a Jewish fella who was imagining what the Christ would look like mm -hmm. if he were to come. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if it's true though. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us back to talking about Superman. I think he's an amazing character. <laughs> and he Boo. Gets, uh, he's <laughs> but hear me. Hear me. He, I've never read a Superman comic, so I have no I love the Superman movie though. Yeah, Man of Steel. Or like the yeah, old Oh my movie. gosh. No, the Man of Steel. I feel like it's the most underrated superhero film Man of the last twenty Man years. Steel. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. But he's a refugee. Oh my god! I could talk so much Go about. For it. Just give a little taste. He, Man, okay. Martian Manhunter is a better refugee. I'm just gonna <laughs> do this every time you make a point. He, Martian, I love Martian Manhunter. This is not. This is not me pitting them against each other. Or anything like that. I know it's me doing that to you, though. <laughs> I just. Okay. I think that Superman gets a lot of hate that uh, I don't. I don't agree with because. Um, one, like people are like, he has too many powers. I'm like, well, he was the first hero that was ever created. So of course he's like setting the bar for what, what could be, you know, with like this superhuman thing. Um, I think Martian Manhunter has more powers. It's true. Martian Manhunter <laughs> has a bunch and it's, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> he can like shape shift. He can go invisible. It's crazy. Um, Superman, also, like you're saying, written by a Jewish man. And so he, um, there's like elements of that that you see within him, like elements of persecution that he is, is facing from society and stuff like that. Um, and, and from people like Lex Luthor, um, mm -hmm. which also I think is one of the most amazing uh, hero and villain dichotomies in comic books. Um, it's almost, in my opinion, it's almost as good as uh, Batman Joker. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it's just different and i think it's excellent um but he he what i love about superman is that he is not human but in almost every way is um more human than anybody on planet earth like he he uh like he lives humbly right like if he had his choice he would be clark kent you know what i mean like he he was forced into being superman he he like like superman is his uh alter ego whereas um 
Clark Kent is like who he wants to be. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I guess it's the other way around or whatever, but he wants to be Clark Kent. He Mm -hmm. wants to live a normal human life and fit in. And, um, but because he has so much responsibility because of this power, he, uh, instead of using that for, uh, for harm, he uses it for good. And just like, if there was a hero that I could wish to be on earth, it would be Superman. You know what I'm saying? Like he could do it all. Uh, so I, I, I think he's, I think he's incredible and I could talk so much more about him, but, um, I, I love the aspect of him that he is not human. Mm. but he is more human than anybody else and that wow. uh, he, he is like a model of what we should be you know and like how we should live like he he has a lot like you're saying a lot of these messianic these christ-like um depictions of him you know and i i love when they they changed the mythos so that the s is actually uh stands for house of l which means hope and stuff like that like mm. like that to me that stuff is just like that's just beautiful. <laughs> um, but I love Superman. Great, great character. Boo! I, I re- <laughs> no, that was really reading. well said. That I was well reading. said. You didn't convince me, but that was very well said. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad we have we gotta that have like well a said. Superman debate one day. I didn't I didn't know he was oh. he was a Jewish man. That's new to me. <laughs> but he's technically a Kryptonian, but <laughs> that's true. It can't be both. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? It can't be like of the Hebrew? house of Judah and of the house of Hell. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I know he's got a menorah <laughs> in his ice cave. Yeah. Um, dude. Well, thanks for uh, podcasting. Uh, see y'all next. Thanks so much for listening. If you made it this far, you're incredible. Stick around. We have some more conversations. Kaz and Aziel talk about Clone Wars and, and Mandalorian. Jared had to leave a little bit early. Also, we are planning on making some more episodes. Again, we're still figuring out this whole system from sound to content to what it looks like and means to make a podcast. So bear with us. Share some grace. And we would just love for you to just be a part of the journey with us. Um, we love just geeking out. And we also love to just share and entertain with others. So thank you again. Hope you have a great week. Talk to you soon. Yeah, and that's one of the things I love about the Clone Wars series is that it was him and Dave Filoni that made it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I think that's, I think that's a hot take. But I also, I, I agree with you. I think Episode Three is excellent. Mm-hmm. It's the most quotable for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh... But yeah, if you want drama, I'll definitely provide that because I just love disagreeing with people I'm on movies and and nerd them. Suck up free cool. Sunday on MTV, baby. <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. Oh, that'd be fun, dude. I'm sure we can get. I'd listen to us talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I'll just throw out there my favorite sci-fi film is Tron. Ooh. And it's like, you know, I can get some people pretty angry with that. <laughs> like saying it's the best sci-fi ever made. Dang. Jeff Bridges. Mm. Or what was his name? Yeah, yeah. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. Dude. I think that I want to watch that now. That's pretty funny that that's your favorite of all sci-fi. All time. 
I have like a top 10 movie list and then I have a secret top 10 movie list. <laughs> and that's the one when I'm not in the mood to start arguments, I'll just like tuck that away in my secret top 10 list. That's amazing. How, how do you feel about the sequel, like Tron Legacy? No, sorry. I don't like the 1984 Tron. I've actually never seen it. It's Ooh. Tron Legacy. Sorry, I didn't clarify. See, in my mind, there's only one Tron and that's Tron Legacy. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I just doubled down on it. See, I just got your, I just kind of doubled down on my obnoxious opinions. Dude, yeah, that change, that changes the narrative like 100%. Uh -huh. <laughs> Tron Legacy is your favorite. I love it. Uh -huh. oh, so Tron cool. Legacy Ride at China Disney is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great. That I haven't been back to Disney in so long. I didn't even know they converted one of their rides to Tron Legacy. It's the one. It's the one in Shanghai, and it. Uh, it I, I think it's the only one that has it. And uh, Amy, my wife, got a rash <laughs> from that ride. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because it like clamps you in on the motorcycle, like abrasively. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys all go together? We did. What? I want to see a photo album next time. Oh, okay. that's fun. It was after a GP. We met up with David Marcus. <laughs> There's some wacky stories too that came <laughs> came out of that. He took us to an Airbnb, and then we got kicked out of that Airbnb and had to go to a different. And we didn't know what was going on. Why did you get kicked out? <laughs> no idea. I think there was like some kind of like somebody else had booked it or something like that. Like she like double booked it, and so she like. I don't know, she called somebody up, the, the taxi driver drove us to this building that was like 40 something stories long. And we go to the 20th story and we go in there, the, ta the, the, the landlady that was helping us with the Airbnb yeah. left and the taxi driver helps us move into this, <laughs> into the, ne the next Airbnb, dude, it was wild. There's this like China is so Chinese scared. family on the couch that we're kicking them out of their house. <laughs> like, like, I think it's that house. is seriously like life in China. That's exactly what it is. Oh. I could if if I ever wanted to say like, here's what China is like in 30 seconds. That story is a great snapshot of that. That was life in China for three years. Dude, <laughs> for was... me, that was my life in China for three years. Yeah. <laughs> Did I? I see you record. You started that up again. I started that while ago. I was like, "Dang, this thing is is still going." They're saying some. Good <laughs> you're still recording. The <laughs> you're, you're you're slinging some controversial statements. I know. I am. <laughs> I love China. My wife knows. I want to move there. Just gotta throw it out there. But oh, dang, move back. China. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's something we've come to peace with. No. Uh, yeah life in china man we had a airbnb guy that tried to and i i and that's why i think it's all sketch he tried to get me to do a contract with him on the side in shanghai um like shanghai is my favorite city in the world i'm obsessed like i could go there all the time and never tire of it um but he i rented through airbnb then he canceled it then he messaged me privately and he's like hey I was wanting to see if you'd negotiate with me to figure out how to like not have Airbnb as a part of this contract. I'll give you a lower rate. I make more money, blah, blah, blah. 
And then I was like, Danielle, this is so weird. I don't like this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, let's not do this. Whoa. It got so scared. So I'm sure something like that happened with that guy or whoever was renting it to David. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was wild. It was so funny. Disney was the most cultural dissonance I experienced in China the six weeks we were there. Oh, I'm sure. I definitely came in with Disney expectations and just... I don't know what you felt caused, but like after, like I remember the park was closing and we were walking out, trudging through trash. And so yeah. that was one element. I was like, it's just not a, it's a cleanliness uh -huh. is different here in yeah. China. Yeah. And people would cut in lines. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember? Yeah. Yes. I remember that. That's, yeah, that's Chinese culture, but to an extreme because everyone wants on the ride. Well, I remember um, kid, they would send their kids and then they would go after their kids like they were like, oh, I got to get my kid. And then they would just stay up there. <laughs> yep. Bonkers. Uh -huh. Yep, that's how it is. But And that, I've heard that because when I worked at the other Disney, I was told that like Disney Shanghai is like down and dirty Disney. Like you, it's, you just can't expect Disney when you go to, you know, China Disney. Or like at least Shanghai, because Hong Kong is technically like, I'm sure it's a very different experience. Sure. Shanghai is the one, you go there, you get a rash, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you get a rash <laughs> yeah. on Tron. Oh my gosh. We, Some of the we, best rides, but yeah, yeah. You, get, you get some rash. <laughs> we had to, in the lines, like, this is like all our American, like just all of our Americanness started showing, but we would we in the queue we would form a line like the most optimal line to prevent anybody from yeah. <laughs> like cutting in front of us and then we'd like we'd like move the line i so love it it was it was I, the most efficient way of of keeping our place in line i felt like an end so hard if i was with you guys <laughs> yeah dude, it was so bad <laughs> i would have been crying like laughing so hard if i was there with you guys Oh, it was so. Funny. It was hot, humid. The park sold out like maximum capacity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, crazy. Yeah, and I'm sure that makes everyone much crankier. Just sweaty, smelly, nasty. It's dirty. I'm sure everyone around you is smelly. It's just like all kinds of nasty. They're obsessed with Jack Sparrow. Like we yeah. went to see Chewbacca and all the Star Wars, and there was no line. Yeah. You walk right up to him. Incredible. I, it wasn't until after we did that that there started to be a line. So I wonder if it was like, a, oh, that's interesting to Americans. Perhaps we should. I don't know if that was it, but I would wonder that too. It was interesting, and I remember um, the the parade was one of my yeah. favorite parts of the whole thing. Yes, because like like well, there were so many stories within it. Um, <laughs> at one point like you know it just was like kind of your standard disney parade um yeah one point there are some people going around with some squirt guns that were uh singing a little song that went a little like this gonna get wet gonna get wet gonna get get <laughs> wet say what bruno mars it yeah, yeah. Mars just in there saying say what oh then, my gosh and then later there was uh anna and elsa at one point they're throwing snowballs and we like yeah we were like some of the only like westerners there and so we like made eye contact with these you know Anna and Elsa also clearly westerners and they like threw a snowball at us and melted our hearts 
Um, those aren't hard. That's so great. And then, uh, but the best part of the whole parade was the the finale. Uh-huh. This giant horse comes out and moves. like a real horse. No, 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 no. Like like a like a structure horse. Oh. Uh, just like I think it was like a wireframe. It was really pretty art. And Mulan was on top of it, and it just was like so cool because like like Mulan was like celebrated, you know? Yeah, of course. It's, it's like a Chinese uh, Disney movie, and so it just it just was like so cool to see. Uh, yeah. Some, something so different you know like like that's one of the many movies disney movies that we like in america but that was like yeah so celebrity movie yeah. yeah i thought that was yeah cool. did you guys know mulan was real no yeah like the story yeah she i mean yeah i don't know how much of it's like you know obviously disney does their own twist but yeah, yeah she was actually a real person in chinese history that's so cool mm-hmm Damn. I remember watching Tarzan. We watched the whole show of Tarzan in Mandarin. And it was like Die. the same story. That would be there. so boring. Oh, yeah. That would be so boring. I enjoyed it because I was like, I, I know what's happening. You know? Yeah. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, it was it was like it was one of the like kind of Cirque Delay shows or whatever, you know, like it's like one of the, the like theater shows that you go to. Oh, in Disney. In Disney, yes. Sorry, I thought you were talking about during the culture exchange. Oh my gosh, that'd no. be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was That it was would be phenomenal. so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't the animated. <laughs> I was like, oh, that would be so boring watching that with the students. Um, so wait, did you guys see the new Milan? That's another controversial topic right there. I did. Yeah. Did you like it? I I loved it. I loved it too. Yes. My sister was so angry with me when I told her I loved it. She and I she was just flaming over text. Yeah. Dang. What did you think of it, Matt? I wasn't a fan. My I liked um some of the kung, I like the kung fu. Um my biggest thing, and it wasn't even that big, is just Mushu played such a guide to Milan. And I, I was just like, it just felt like she was flying solo, even though she had the Phoenix, you know? And I was like, what I appreciated about the animated one was she had a team um, of people and it just felt like she was more on her own on this one. And there wasn't like a, a definitive guide. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And so that, and it's like, it's not the biggest thing, but I was like, oh, I could have used a buddy cop movie or something, you know, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I do like a good team movie, you know, yeah. where there's just like a mm-hmm. bunch of people together and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that, that is always fun. Yeah, I think I was just so desperate for Disney with their live action remakes to branch away from the main storyline to kind of make a live action kind of its own. And that's what I really appreciated with this Mulan movie is that they tried to do that. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that they tried to do all Chinese cast, you know, that I think even the two directors were, weren't they Chinese? And I know there is some political backdrop with the movie itself. And I know that that was its own issue, but I told Danielle, I was like, after we finished the movie, I was like, I wonder how many of the haters on social media and the news secretly went home when it was released for the white audiences. And they were just like, close all the blinds and then just like put it on really quiet with their headphones in. 
trying to make sure no one <laughs> my brother like, i'm still kind of curious how it was yeah that was my brother dude he, he he refused to watch it because of the political drama with it but then yeah we actually watched it yeah there was just some like beautiful shots in that in that movie oh my god yeah i wanted to yeah. hear like what you guys saw like color color wise it was incredible yeah yeah beautiful beautiful shots and i like that disney and i know it's becoming a dead horse that they're beating but i think it's kind of good but i think i really appreciated that it wasn't about the woman needing the man it wasn't about the man being the true hero that like mulan they like doubled down on mulan being a strong female in this movie and i really appreciated what they did with that yeah um and I, yeah, I, I generally liked the storyline. And I'm a huge fan of Jet Li. And Jet Li was in it. So cool. And uh, Ip Man, I forgot the Donnie Yen, I think his name is. Yes. Yeah, Donnie Yen. I was cool. so stoked about that. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys martial arts nerds too? Do you guys like mar martial arts films? I love oh my gosh, that's a whole nother can of worms. You know you could get Brian's son into this nerd dumb. That's a Brian's son topic. Dude bring him in he, i think he told me about it man yeah him and okay. i used to geek out about it uh i don't know if we found it in china back when it came out the first one but yeah him and i used to watch it every time a new one was released that's so cool well I, I was in his i was in his bible study my junior year and we went to a cabin uh and watched it man all together dude it was <laughs> we like there was a projector and we just projected it on the wall and like watched the whole thing and that's like, awesome did kung fu afterwards we just like beat each other up in the living room <laughs> this cabin <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's what i miss about like just hanging out with the guys is just like watching movies and then just beating each other up <laughs> <laughs> such a simple life you know hey let's just fight you guys want to fight right now i want to fight I I don't know if you remember this, Angel. It was like when you were at NAU and did you live in the apartments that Cosmo lived in? I know you lived in the complex, but it was the same apartment and you just transferred it over? I think so. Uh, I wasn't, I don't remember living anywhere where you were at the same time. Yeah, we didn't live at the same time together, but I think you were in Alpine Ridge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because anyway. at one point, oh, go yeah. ahead. No, no, you got it, you got it. No, at one point it was me, Paul, John Grant, Isaac, Sam Brown. Okay. So you so Jared must have taken That's what one of those people's places. Cause it was like that one and then Brian's. Like those were yeah, the two uh -huh. places. Yeah, and yeah. Paul and I were the first to move out, I think, okay. when we started that apartment. Yeah. Dang. Do people still live there? Like university people? Or is it kind of like, no, it's a it different name I know. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they it, did. It's, it's like, I mean, I, I could be wrong about this, but I think they changed it so that you rent out a room. You don't actually rent out an apartment. And so they're doing it like residence hall style. That's so messed up. They have those out here. And it, it just sounds awful. Like it's like so expensive and students have no idea. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. I mean, I, that place was the place to live because it was like, if you got dirt five, cheap, yeah, you paid like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks for, for, yeah. rent. 
That was my rent was 100 bucks a month. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I don't, I never lived there, but I just remember the convenience to campus. You walk through the graveyard, you hop that white wall. Yeah. And you're there. Yep. So, mm -hmm. I would, what were you so going to ask though? I was going to say, so I remember um, we were drinking, I was pretty drunk and <laughs> I started, I started like messing with you and you like, you're like, it was like playful, but like my my head hit the wall and I didn't feel anything. And then I remember I was like- I I made that happen? Yeah, but it was like playful. It was like, we were like wrestling. Remember. No, no, it was funny. And I was like, my first thought was like, drunken master, this is what it's like <laughs> to be Jackie Chan. <laughs> I was like, it makes so much sense. You feel <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you know? Tie it back to get some Kung Fu, you know? That's so great. That's no, so I don't want to watch Drunken Master. That's a good one. Have you guys I'm, seen that? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorites, if not my favorite martial art movie. I mean, it's it's so tough for me. Got that clay tub. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. The classics are way better than the new ones. Um, Jackie Chan's A Police Story, like the the original, hmm. that is my all time favorite. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I haven't. Yeah, it's so good. Like that's on my secret top ten list. Dang. Because you know I get a lot of shade for having a martial arts film as like a top ten. That would be a top ten secret list. Dude, no shade here. I I appreciate that. I remember with Brian's son, one of the things we used to discuss when we talk about martial art movies, he was like, we and we would also talk about girls all the time, you know. And I would I just remember confessing to him, I was like, I want. I want a wife that loves martial art movies. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, That's Amy, awesome. Amy doesn't like martial art movies. Oh no. <laughs> That's my true confession. But that's okay. I love her. I anyway. would never watch those with me either. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's, Amy a, it's a hard sell. Oh, back to Star Wars. I did the number one role you're not supposed to do with Star Wars and I experimented Danielle had never seen them before I wanted to try to make her watch them in chronological order oh I have now proven that that's a horrible idea <laughs> it's a horrible idea you need to start in the order they came out yeah. if you want to make a new fan out of someone because oh. she like it was like you know, pulling her through tar, trying to get her to continue watching them. But the second we started four or five and six, she got so hooked. Yeah. I, I, I can attest to that. So one of the things that I noticed, so we watched episode four last night and I had, I've watched, I, I just watched the prequels coming off of Clone Wars. And so I just had this breath of like Obi-Wan and Anakin and that slow. And then episode four, when they reunite, it just didn't feel like a big deal to me. Yeah, I was, and then they have this battle, and then he looks over at Luke, and then he disappears. I don't, I don't fully remember or know what happens. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I wanted the emotion to come back of the betrayal, and just like, because I, and I don't know if they had seen each other before that point at all. I don't know. But, mm -hmm. and so I was like, I wish I would have watched it differently to kind of 
because I built yeah. it up in my mind when they're gonna reunite. <sighs> yeah, because they kind of they they tell that story, their story, uh, within the original series, like throughout the movies, you know, because at mm-hmm. first like Obi Wan's kind of just like his me- like Luke's mentor and stuff like that, but then later you find out that like vader is is luke's father and and so all of a sudden luke is like who is this teacher of mine like who was obi-wan why did he lie to me you know or mm-hmm. whatever i was why was he untruthful but you you realize that it, obi-wan was was anakin's master was darth vader's master mm-hmm. and so you start to see like oh there's just a lot of brokenness there and a lot of hurt and so it just like the the, the story gets complex from episode four I but see. like but like the prequels, that's like that is the center of the story yeah. is Anakin, and so yeah, so I agree that like if you watch one, two, three, then four, five, six, the the moment of Obi Wan dying in four, it does not have the same weight as Obi Wan fighting Anakin in Episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I actually do like the storytelling of four, five, six, one, two, three. Um, but yeah, I, it needs to be. It has a better reveal. Yeah. yeah and and ultimately the it just gets the universe gets more complex the layers behind the you know the geopolitical situation that's going on in the different worlds and how that plays into the storyline is just way too complex yeah. to start off in one two three which is you know i i don't think i realized that because i just really wanted her to watch them in order chronologically but it's yeah you can't it's not meant to be seen that way which is just so weird yeah it's weird that you have to watch them in the order they were made in order to really appreciate them yeah it's truly interesting storytelling but yeah it's it's so cool we we uh leading up to episode nine we watched all the all the movies and we did it chronologically this time because we we've always watched them you know uh in release order but uh, it was actually pretty interesting watching it chronologically and it, it helped for me, it helped to get episode one and two out of the way <laughs> originally. Cause those ones are just like, those are they like, suck. Yeah, they're so hard to get through, you know, like, like Darth Maul is amazing. Uh, pod racing is cool. And then episode two is just so hard to watch, you know? Like anytime they say the Senate, I just want to fall asleep. Like, I love to. Like, oh. <laughs> Episode four is my least favorite. Whoa, interesting. I thought it was slow. Well, I'm not including seven, eight, nine, but not the other ones, but yeah, it is slow. And I think that just goes to my movie style. Hmm. Like Danielle's dad was watching the slowest, you know, most, impossibly boring french movie about wine the other day and i just walked in and within two seconds i was hooked it was, was, just it, so was it a documentary no it was some drama i don't even know what he found oh. it was it was strange but i just like slow movies i was trying to put myself in the audience shoes when it first got released and i was just like they have never there's no concept of what's happening it's a totally new world I mean, George Lucas, I can't imagine what was what it was like for him to create Star Wars and trying to articulate his vision. Um, and so I, 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 was, I was trying to like, think, like see, like watching this, it, I, I, I couldn't do it, like detach myself from Star Wars because I was like, I, I, 
I've gone too far, you know, but it's interesting. I, I wonder how people's responses, I mean, it was absolutely favorable, but when they first sat down there and were like, dude, what is happening? You know? Yeah. That movie has mm-hmm. so much nostalgia attached to it for me. Like my mom is a mm-hmm. teacher and she used to put that movie on when she was grading papers. And my brother and I would just sit through the entire thing and watch it like all the time. And so like, I could like, mm. there's moments of the movie. Like I haven't watched it since I guess last year when episode nine was coming out, but there's like moments in the movie that it's like the whole movie is a soundtrack to me. Like mm-hmm. you know, there is music going throughout the movie, but mm-hmm. there are, like, you know, R2 will like do his little chirpy thing as like whistle um, in the midst of the music playing, or there's a moment when the lightsabers clash or something when the music is swelling and like, or, or Chewie go, you know, and like, I could just, I could recite those things. Like I could, if I listen to the song, I could tell you exactly where R2D2 makes some sound or like Chewie does some growl, you know, like it's, it's so deeply ingrained in my brain that it's just like, I, and and obviously that means that there's such a deep and profound love for those movies but mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah it's like <clears throat> it's like music you know i could just recite the whole thing it's amazing was episode four your first encounter okay so whoa yeah mm. yeah my, my mom like she showed it to us That's you cool. know four five six and then they were re-released in the theaters and so we saw them in the theaters too um, and then when we were kids, I think I was in fifth grade or no, I was in like third grade or something when episode one came out and my freaking cousin spoiled the whole thing for me. It was awful. She was like, yeah, there's this cool Sith Lord. His name's Darth Maul. He kills Qui-Gon Jinn. And I'm like, okay. Thanks. Dang. <laughs> I was That'd so be hard to... Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys know that there's actually a very super illegal obviously this dramatic effect, but the fans, cause George Lucas refused to release an unedited, like the original series, like, you know, cause how he updated it, the original four, five, six and updated the CGI and everything and added stuff to it. He refused to release it in HD. So the fans, Uber fans from various photos from like all the old versions spliced together an HD quality original series Whoa. on the streaming. Without the updates streaming. of CGI? Yeah. Apparently, oh, yeah, there awesome. is, I think they even made a documentary about that, like the fans trying to do that. But obviously because it's Star Wars, like Disney property now, it's like super illegal. Dang, that's crazy. But it's pretty cool to watch. I, yeah, that sounds awesome. I mean, I would love to get my hands on that. Oz, what did you I think of the music? I might know a guy. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> do you have Maybe. it? You don't got to no, say I don't, it. I don't have it, but... Should I pause it? You know, <laughs> when I was in China, you know, I, you know, I might, you know, China. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you Bunch of for? nerd herders. <laughs> you know, I got my ways. I know you got a collection of illegal movies <laughs> under your mattress. Though. <laughs> I got like a collection from China. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, dude, I used to stress me out crossing the border with all my Chinese movies. 
especially when I lived there for three years. That's so funny. It's like, oh my gosh. And then you'd hear horror stories of expats coming back from China and then them going through the luggage and finding like a bunch of movie contraband. Oh, gosh. I don't know like what's like urban legend and what's actually real. Yeah. Dang. yeah. Wild. Um, Cosmo, what did you think of the music? And I guess you too, Aziel, in The Mandalorian, because his name was, wasn't he Ludwig? Is yeah. that? Yeah, Ludwig. Ludwig. Uh, Gorgonson or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I think it's so good. I, I, so have you seen the, the there's like a, a documentary? Yes. Galaxy, or I don't even know, Gallery something. Yeah. Is that on Disney Plus? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, that, I think that was one of my favorite episodes of the series. Me too. I, I think, I think what, so initially, like my initial thoughts are like, oh, this is different, but I really like it a lot. Um, and then after watching that episode, well, after watching season two, I, I also fell in love with some of the things that he did because he, in, you know, he, they bring in Ahsoka um, and in that episode specifically, they, um, they play Ahsoka's theme that uh, was created in the Clone Wars series, whatever the composer is named. Okay. So they, she has like a theme that's very reminiscent to Yoda's theme. Anyways, it's played on like this instrument, really recognizable. And so they bring her into the, the season, they bring her into the episode and immediately they play her theme in the midst of the Mandalorian music. And I'm like, that is amazing. And the most Star Wars thing ever. And then, and then later in that same episode, she, she's interacting with Grogu and is talking to the Mandalorian and, and is like, I've only known one other person of this species. He was a Jedi master named Yoda. And in that, that sequence, uh, Ludwig uh, enters, he, he puts Yoda's theme into, oh. into the film as well, which is like the... And it's like you can hear it in the mid in 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 that conversation, and I like I just welled up. It was like the most beautiful thing ever. So like, oh, anyway, watch it. Yeah. yeah. So all that to say, like I I think he's great. He he um, and that episode of the gallery where the, he they're like interviewing him just like sold me on it too because like one of the things he said is he was like or like one of the interactions I think they're having is like you know, everybody has so much memory and emotion tied up with John Williams music in Star Wars. And he was like, I wanted to create something like that for kids that are watching this new part of Star Wars is like something that's iconic that like, like it evokes emotion and stuff like that. Like this might be some people's front door for Star Wars. He doesn't use those words exactly, but yeah. um, I'm like, that's beautiful. And I love that's that. Legit. Because I like Star Wars music is like some of the most compelling music in my life. And so like mm -hmm. to know that he wants to create that for children, you know, the way that John Williams did for him and has done for so many. I was like, oh, this guy's great. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah, and I've never seen that instrument. He had the recorder that was like <laughs> doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> I gotta watch that now. I'm so curious. The one thing that I, I wasn't sold on the, the music, it, I, I first noticed it um, in the last episode of season one, was like this guitar, uh, like, you know what I'm talking about? I don't even know how to do it. I was like, is that a Taika YTT thing? Like, did he was like, can I have a little like, 
like a eighties metal or something, you know? Yeah. I know so like, is that a Taika? But then I heard it again, I think in season two. And I was like, I, I don't know. I like it, but I'm not sold on it. I don't know if it fits with everything else. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. It, it feels a little cheesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, I love it. Some like metal guitar. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, like they, they turned like that. I was like, he's not an 80s metal gunslinger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For a moment. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, um, well, yeah, um, I better go. I got to yeah. go cuddle with my wife now. 